0: Hello everyone, I'm Chris Martinson, CEO of Peak Prosperity, and in this video, I'm going to talk about the importance of not being a rat in a cage and how that mentality can prevent you from making the most of your life. Hey, look, I want to talk to you about something that's really been on my mind a lot lately. A lot of people seem to be content with living their lives like rats in a cage, reacting to shocks by blaming the nearest person instead of looking at the real source of those shocks. But that's not the kind of life I want to live for myself. I don't think it should be the kind of life you want to live for yourself either. So today, we're going to go over one of the most important lessons I have learned in my life, which I urgently want to share with you today. Because by learning this lesson, you'll be able to spot these tricks that are being used to keep you confused and angry, maybe living a small life. And with that separation comes the freedom to chart your own future. And this is where the urgency comes in for me. We don't have a lot of time left to prepare for what's coming. So every moment counts. Do you see these people in France fighting here in the streets in this? Um, Ryan, play this video. Check this out. These people are uh, very unhappy. What are they unhappy about? Well, France changed the retirement age. You know, the French people, they're a little rest of this and that. But look what's happening in this video. It's police and people fighting each other. And my view on this is that they are actually they should be on the same side of the story because what's happening to the French people's retirement dreams and hopes, that's shocking. The police are about to find that their own sense of entitlement and pensions, they're also gonna be shocked by what's coming next. But instead, they're all fighting with each other, right? And why is that? Because the shocks aren't coming. The police didn't do anything to these people. The police did not cut these people's sense of retirement hopes and The police aren't responsible for the policies that the people are reacting to. So There's something inappropriate going on here. The people are incorrectly diagnosing who actually the source of their trouble is, and there's a great body of study around this. Those of you who've watched me in the past are familiar with this, but it deserves to be gone over again. It's that important. So let's talk now about what happens with rats in a cage. Okay, here's a lonely rat. You put this lonely rat in a cage, and guess what? If you shock it, put electric shocks on his feet, there's nothing for it to escape on, it can't, nothing to climb on to get away from it. Hey, you get a very unhappy rat at the end of the day. Uh, It figures out that it can't do anything about it, it becomes morose, it'll just sort of curl up and just sort of take the shocks. What happens though, if you put a second rat in that cage, this is when and where the trouble starts in the story because as soon as you put a second rat in the cage, now they look at each other and go, you are the source of my trouble they deflect their pain their discomfort their inability to control their environment and they project that on something that at least they understand and they blame the other rat so it's called shock induced aggression and it's a very well studied thing look at this paper here in science let me get my drawing tool out this is from 1964. okay so this has been studied a long time and it's uh pretty well understood happens to any social animal so this could you could have shock induced aggression show up in dogs monkeys wolves humans we all kind of behave the same <clears throat> within our cultural sort of fabric in our DNA programming and it works kind of like this I mean here's an experimental training thing that they've done you know they set up this thing if you have a partition and both these rats are getting shocked Eh, you know, they still kind of just have to eat the pain and they don't do much. But as soon as they can get at each other, then they begin to fight. And it doesn't look a whole lot different from this. So these rats are going to fight each other. So, you know, it's a simple experiment. You just put them in a cage match kind of a thing, give them no out, and then start shocking them. They will start fighting. By the way, uh, this has been studied in tons of different directions and dimensions they've done it with certain drugs involved without drugs with rats that were raised in isolated behaviors if they had function as prior experience with avoidance or fighting or unavoidable shock so they shock them for a while and let them rest up for a while and then put them back in the cage this has been studied every sort of which way and it's really important because we're about to be facing a bunch of shocks coming along so I'm going to be talking about the shocking state of the world. We just had a big seminar. I put a lot of effort into my opening remarks, and I've decided to make those available for all of my paid members. And uh, that's the shocking state of the world. We're looking at economic, monetary, uh, energy, and other things happening all in one big place. So if you want to come and see what that's like and understand where the shocks are coming from, we're going to offer you 20% off if you use the code on checkout, TRUTH. 23. That gets you 20% off. All right, because I, I just love talking about this stuff and trying to figure out what's happening before it actually happens. It turns out that absent parenting also leads to more violence. Social iso- socially. I- Why did I put it that way? Social isolation leads to more violence. So here was uh, this one, which is the effects of social isolation on two shock-induced aggressive responses in rats, and they also said here. Rats isolated during development from weaning to adulthood displayed more shock-induced biting than rats housed in groups during that period. Think about our current environment, where people are basically isolated, even though they're connected through this thing called the smartphone to all their friends, but they're really actually isolated because they're lacking that resonant, analog, human-to-human interaction that happens. Like I grew up with in the 70s, you know, we were just all out on our bikes and riding around and and being with each other. There's more people being raised in isolated situations. Like if you look at like neighborhoods now, often you can drive through a neighborhood and not detect that anybody lives there because everybody's inside. And so that's a sense of isolation. So if we look here, we see that rats isolated during development from weaning to adulthood. If you're isolated anywhere in there, it can lead to a lot more shock-induced behaviors So if you see more people ang- acting angrily, uh, if there's more sense of violence, these things around mass shootings, again, these aren't the guns that are causing this. It's that we have a very unhappy society. As Jay Krishnamurti said, it's no measure of health to be well adjusted to a profoundly sick society. Any society that creates isolation, loneliness, and then administers soc- shocks to itself is not a healthy society. It's a sick society. and We live in one right now. So understanding that helps you get that little bit of distance you need. The shocks lose a lot of their value. And if you especially don't waste valuable time and energy fighting the wrong people, it's never the people in the room or on the street with you who are the ones that are causing the shocks that you might be reacting to. So understanding that process, getting that distance, and then most importantly, understanding who it is that's pushing the buttons in this cage. Uh, for us, right? It's not the other rats in the cage with us. It's the person out there with a white coat who's being paid to press bars that are shocking us because that's where their salary and their job comes from. So knowing this vitally important, gives us freedom. We get our own freedom. So carrying on, um, yeah, obviously, you know, as we see here, um, lots and lots. Oh yeah, got my draw. So there it is. So we see lots and lots of different studies around this and it's been studied every possible which way and we can certainly find lots and lots of ways to map our current human experience into this uh and and what's happening so that's to say that this wasn't just studied in rats people these same behavior controlling modification experiments began in the 60s they'd already pretty nailed this by the 70s by the 80s and 90s they moved on to more elegant models and um more worthy prey and so if you feel controlled, if it feels like the situation is controlled, if you see crazy, weird behaviors by people who ought to know better, like watching Sam Harris just basically lose his mind as he attacked Brett Weinstein uh, for stuff that, that was just, frankly, nonsensical, or watching people try and make sense of their new myocarditis by saying, I guess, I, I guess it came from a common cold, you know, well, they're not able to put the pieces together when you ask yourself, how did we get there? how did so many people, maybe people you know, you love, formerly respected, hope to still respect, you've seen a lot of these people lose their cognitive abilities. It's not cortex, it's not thinking behavior, it's it's emotional, it's reactive, it's amygdala behavior. So where'd that come from? It comes because we're being administered shocks, some of them quite intentionally, some of them because we have leaders who frankly don't understand what's going on and they do it anyway because they're careless or ignorant, or both. Um, So, I mean, you know, this whole thing, like I've pulled this up a few times, but this is just shocking to me, right? Seeing actual government funded media, which is, this is Canadian media. So the Canadian media is funded by the government, pushing government policies and doing it in a way that creates what's called othering, in order to isolate and separate and shame, and otherwise attempt to coerce a portion of their population into behaving a different way. Um, that othering, even though you might say I have good intentions, I think because I want these people to become vaccinated. That—that's the intention of this sort of a, a shaming headline. Sure, maybe you get some of that to happen, but the cost of that is you just created this massive schism in this othering, which leads to dehumanization, and it's a hop, skip, and a jump from othering to dehumanization to mass atrocities. This is a very dangerous game to be playing. So I would submit to you that the people and the editors of the Toronto Star, hopefully they didn't know what they were doing because if they did, it's kind of that's Nuremberg 2 kind of stuff. This is this is really awful bad stuff. But we're being played with, and understanding that we're being played with by people who either understand and are aware of at least the first order effects of what they're doing. Certainly they can't understand the second and third order effects. That's that's not knowable by anybody. But either they understand what they're doing or they don't. Either way, it's still happening, and knowing that is freedom, at least partial freedom, if not complete freedom. So awesome stuff. Now we see all this free floating anxiety out there. I've put this one up a while ago. Poor Marie Gravel. uh, She was responding to something I wrote on Twitter. She said, as someone with MS, I'm glad I don't have to confront kids like this as polite as he is. They just want to kill old people with chronic diseases like me. This was a a kid in high school. She was reacting to a video where he's basically giving a very cogent data-based argument for why masks don't work, especially within his age group in high school. And so her response was like, oh my God, this person, he just wants to kill old people like me, right? And I was like, oh my gosh, I wrote, so sorry. You have bought into the fear so deeply that you fear healthy kids. Tragic, right? It is. This is a real tragedy to fear healthy children. When did that happen? Understand that Marie and that high school kid, they're again, they're just rats in the cage. Who provided the shocks such that it had to come to that point where we're now debating whether or not we should fear healthy children it's a crazy thought um carrying on uh we saw the canadians uh violently and roughly arresting 80 year old guys because this guy honked his horn honk honk see you see ya, justin justin trudeau has a lot to answer for in this um because whether he's a useful idiot or willing idiot or just a plain idiot Either way, he's done some horrible things for his nation. It's going to take a lot to heal these things because, again, those second and third order effects. Hey, sure, you know we're going to we're going to do some stuff to to arrest this 80 year old guy because he honked, you know. But the second order effect of that is it creates a schism, a corrosion, a break, a rupture within the social contract. It's going to get it's very hard to heal, um, and it gets increasingly hard to convince people that they ought to be good citizens, tax-paying, law-abiding people when your system is not behaving in an ethical or moral or legal fashion. Hmm? It's a thing. At any rate, um, this was the same police that also had exempted themselves from the same mandates that these people were protesting. Right? Again, very, very corrosive. It's, it's a bit of a hot mess there, of course. So we have lots of shocks coming. What are some shocks? How about this? It's shocking when a culture is devolved to the point that it treats its very old and its very young with callous indifference. It has lost its way. And often that's a sign that you're nearer to the end of the arc of that culture story than the beginning. I find it shocking that we would say we're going to saddle up the youngest, most vibrant members of our society with a punishing level of debt, debt that's using this thing called money, which is just a social contract. It's fugazi. It's fairy dust. It's printed out of thin air. Whenever the big banks get in trouble, the Fed just prints trillions of these things and hands them out like candy, right? But if you happen to be a young and -and up-and-coming person who wants to be a productive member of society, oh my gosh, we're going to have to put you in lifelong punishing levels of high interest debt. And by the way, just for fun, just to really put the English on this ball, we're going to tell you, that that debt is one of the only non-dischargeable forms of debt in bankruptcy court. Ah, You're a big company and you looted a bunch of pensions and you suckered in a bunch of equity and debt holders. Uh, Oh well, you know, go into bankruptcy court. Oh, you're a young person and you borrowed money from a government-sponsored entity? You can't ever get out from under that. We can restructure that and just make it so that you have to pay for the rest of your life instead of over half your life, whatever. So that's a shock, that's shocking. There's no other way to put that. Our healthcare system is shocking in its callous indifference towards human life, in how it saddles people with medical debt, and how it thinks nothing of paying CEOs of cheesy little regional hospital systems millions and millions of dollars in salary while they're bankrupting people left and right with $8,000 ambulance rides. It's shocking when you really stop to think it through. It's shocking to me that we are facing and are in the midst of an insect apocalypse. They are disappearing. My childhood to now, the insects are noticeably missing. Why? Mostly because of these neonicotinoid pesticides and other pressures that we're putting on them with microplastics and 500,000 environmental chemicals, and nobody has any interest in doing anything about it, it's a little shocking if you have any biological understanding what the termination of a 500 million year old food web will actually mean trust me not enough electric cars in the universe to figure out how to drive our way out of that problem Um, and nobody really seems what, what, what can you do about it nothing because our leaders can't seem to figure out how to say no to a chemical company making money and yes to this other thing. So we have to face the shock of going, Wow, I just drove 10 hours across the Iowa landscape in August, and I have not a single bug on my windshield. And that should be shocking on some deep level to everybody. So how about this? Uh, you know, back in in 2020 when I was noting, you know, when, when COVID was first raging and I saw this spike in M1, which is total money units out there in the banking system, courtesy of the Federal Reserve, I was like, wow, that's gonna lead to a lot of inflation at the time. Most people were saying, no, including Jay Powell, if we do see any inflation, it's likely to be transitory. In fact, right around the time I put that chart up, the Fed was still saying, we suffer from too low inflation, right? This is brain dead simple, people. You print up a whole bunch of money and you hand it out and you get inflation. Couldn't be any easier. Uh, That was an easy call to make. Or how about the fact that we have three people in the United States, they, uh, they own more wealth than the bottom half of the country combined. Three dudes own as much as 170 million people. Um, that's a little shocking. It's always shocking. As Plutarch said way back in the day, a gap between the rich and the poor is the oldest and most fatal ailment of all republics. This isn't brain surgery. It's not rocket science. It's not rocket surgery. This is just very simple stuff, and w- but yet we've lost the ability as a country, as a people, or more collectively across a lot of the Western world, we've lost the ability to have reasoned, actual intellectual discourse around things that matter a lot. What matters a lot? Disappearing insects matters a lot. A huge wealth gap matters a lot. Saddling our students, with our young, with huge punishing debts matters a lot. Printing money willy-nilly, it matters a lot. And, And they all just happen. So all of this is shocking, and the next thing you know, the people are angry, restive, and fighting with each other but not for the right reasons. We should be protesting, if anything, out front of the Federal Reserve buildings, right? We should be protesting out front of Bayer and Syngenta and Monsanto around the insects. We ought to be protesting the Federal Reserve again because they're the ones who created all those, all those uh, wealth gappy situations, right? And on and on. These things all can be remedied. We could fix them all. It doesn't have to be this way. But it is because we allow it to happen and that's the nature of why these shocks come and they come faster and faster because it turns out people are starting to catch on thanks to this thing called the internet, thanks to these dialogues that we're able to have and many others just like them, people are starting to figure this out. And how do you keep people from really figuring stuff out? Press those shock buttons faster and harder. It's an old trick. Uh, It's one of the oldest tricks in the divide and conquer political playbook. This is shocking. Where are the reasonable people and adults in my country or any of these European countries actually talking about the fact that maybe escalating the Ukraine war is not a good idea? How about even if we do escalate it, what's so important that we're gonna push all this hardware in, what's the return on that investment? What do we get out of that? What What do I get out of that? What do you get out of that? Let me know if you have any comments about this war always has to have some sort of an economic underpinning and logic to it, right? If you attack a country with a trillion dollars worth of stuff you blow up, and the country can't ever even possibly have caused more than $50 billion of damage to you or repay $50 billion in war-punishing debts that get slathered on it, then you made a bad decision, right? So it's just like if you spent 3,000 calories as a cheetah chasing down a rabbit that offers you back 500 calories. Bad choice, right? So these things have to make sense, but nobody's having the conversation. I'm sure this makes sense for defense contractors and politicians and things, but does this make sense from any economic standpoint? And the answer is no. And we're risking nuclear war as a consequence. How about, uh, yeah, how about throw some F-16s on top of that? Yeah, that's, yeah, it's shocking. It's shocking that these things are happening and we're not having conversations. It's shocking. I just put this out, uh, this uh, recently, you can find it there at that link down there, but it's around social security. This is, this is a chart from the, <laughs> the for, shocking for all you US people. Uh, me, This is from, um, this is from the own government's congressional budget office. The CBO put out this report and said, eh, you know, social security completely broke by 2033. Shocking, right? The social contract is broken. And these shocks all end up leading to people feeling anxious, scared, afraid, and ultimately a little bit more testy, if not violent, with each other. This is shock-induced aggression. This kind of shocking here will lead to more of that aggression, unless we understand where the shocks are coming from. This is diagnosable. I can tell you who's responsible for having made that happen. This didn't just, uh-oh, you know, we just had a couple of errors in our models. No, this was a, this was on purpose, right? Same as if, you know, the billionaire is becoming more billionaire, that's an act of policy in social engineering by the Federal Reserve. At one point, the Federal Reserve cast its steely gaze over the landscape and said, let's make houses more expensive, so we'll screw the younger generations, but people who actually have houses will feel richer, even though they're not, because the house they're living in is still a house, it provides no additional economic utility, but because it's worth more and young people can't buy them, then you know, maybe these people will borrow more against those assets from banks who are actual clients in this story. And then the banks will get these people on the hook for more downstream lifetime payments, right? That's who the Federal Reserve works for. They don't work for you. They don't work for me. And they threw the younger generation into the bus. They bailed out boomers. They bailed out big banks. They're making decisions. But they decided that the wealthy should get wealthier as a consequence of COVID and that everybody else should get a little bit poorer by, by the process of inflation. So that's an act of policy. Are you not shocked that there are people who sit around an oak table or a mahogany table with a nice dessert trolley on the side, get together every six weeks and decide how you should suffer a little bit more so that a few people can get even wealthier? That's the effect of their policies. So if they say they're gonna do it and then it happens, maybe they did it, I don't know. It's one of those things. So shocking, how about this? It's shocking, you know, keep Harvard healthy. This comes right off of Harvard. yeah, they're gonna keep people healthy um, by, by only requiring students, the healthiest cohort of all the people that attend Harvard to be the ones who are required to get the boosters. I thought this was supposed to be the place of higher learning, where where you could count on this to be ground zero of ironclad logic and reason. That they would have an ethics department that could parse through this, a legal department that could help them out, a science department that could clue them in. If Harvard can't reason their way out of a wet paper bag on this subject, it's shocking, isn't it? It's shocking. It tells you how far off the rails this story has gone. It tells you that we probably can't get that train back on the tracks. That's the conclusion I come to. And so, is it shocking? Is to me that we discover that in the UK, something called the 77th Brigade, which is a military PSYOP unit, was busy experimenting, not just on their own British subjects, but uh, on everybody they could get their hands on, on Twitter and elsewhere. Same thing, military leaders, look how they wrote this in Canada in their state-sponsored media. Military leaders saw pandemic as unique, opportunity to test propaganda techniques on canadians and this fine gentleman right here is the guy responsible for that little crap show uh yes we could say it was a unique opportunity or we could say it was a shocking departure from all known moral and ethical conventions for the canadian military to begin experimenting upon its own people shocking when you really think it through in the right way Revealed as well, you know, we have secret nudge units down in Australia, but but again, welcome to Orwellville. <laughs> Here we are, uh, in uh, in this newspaper, they write this. Listen, the unit, the nudge unit down in Australia, in NSW, was was part of. I love this Department of Customer Service. <laughs> Can't make this up. This writes itself. It's so shocking. I have to laugh. It's a deflective behavior. Are you kidding me? The Department of Customer Service? Eh, right, mate. Put a shrimp on the bobby, ring up the Department of Customer Service? Get me some nudges. This is crazy, but true. So this is just insane. This is shocking. That It's somehow, in the last few years, it became normalized for government-sponsored psychological warfare units to begin using the unique opportunity to test their propaganda techniques on their own citizens. Shocking. It's shocking. And that's why people come out in the streets and burn things and throw things and fight, but they're fighting the wrong people. The people doing this, whoop, these are the people we need to be um, understanding are the ones actually pushing the button. So I'm really curious. Uh, there's some things, those few lists of things I put down, but I'm curious what's in the comments, just put them down there below. What kind of things are shocking to you? Like, what is it, like, what has happened to you in this past year? has shocked you i really want to know and i want to gather those and i would love to weave those comments that you have into future episodes because this is a really important concept to understand that there's an intentionality behind the shocks and also there's an effect the intentionality once we reveal it it loses a little of its impact but the effect is still real unless we expose it it still might be shocking but it doesn't have the same hold over us psychologically and in particular if i can anything i can do in this regard to prevent us from accidentally blaming the wrong parties and then fighting over it, that'll be a job well done. But more importantly, the reason I go through all of this is because once you are no longer subject as much to the impacts of this sort of shocking behavior, then you have the opportunity to begin to reclaim your own life and decide for yourself where you want to go. If we are distracted, angry, bitter, tunnel vision, You know, full of uh, all sorts of hostile emotions. We can't be our best selves. We will totally miss what's actually happening in the world. And the opportunities will just go floating right on by. My view, I might be wrong, but I'm not confused. A whole three generations of tailwinds, economic tailwinds, have just the winds have quartered about and quartered about again. And now we have headwinds. And so it's kind of like, you know, my generation telling young people, oh, you just put your sails up and just set a course and you'll get to the promised land yet well we had the trade winds at our back we had a tailwind and now that's come about and it's a headwind and so the same rules don't apply so in order to make sense of that in order to know how to make the most of your life and get to financial freedom to understand where the opportunities are how you are going to bring your best self to this short life we have you got to know the context you can't have that context settle into your brain when we're busy reacting to all these shocks. So that's, that's the goal of this work I do is if we can see it, it loses some of its power. And then most importantly, you can then find the other people who've, who are not caught up in this mess and gather them about yourself or join them, right? Because we are the average of the people we spend time with. There are people out there, particularly at peak prosperity who get it. Yeah, there's some risks coming, but there's opportunities. This is just how it always is. To find those opportunities, you have to be clear of the mess and you got to hang around other people who see it that way because they'll be the people skating to where the puck is for all you Canadians out there. They'll be the people who are, are going to make the most of what's coming because they can see it coming first. So tell me what's been shocking you lately and otherwise you know, we're somewhere somewhere on this list. And, and I'm really worried about going from step one to step two because a lot of people are going to come out of denial around all kinds of things. They're going to finally see what's happening and they're going to go to step two. That anger, when it boils over, hey, you see the stuff going on in France, but there's been a lot of social unrest lately. I think it's coming because people are finally starting to wake up. And then once we burn through the anger phase, we can get to some of these other stages. But the goal is we'd like to get to productive action acceptance as soon as we possibly can that would be awesome um so second question i really want to know what kind of what do you think your cage is made out of you know my cage is going to be different from yours but we're all caged by something there's something keeping us in there so we feel like we can't escape the shocks you know is media is the media environment your cage is it your family structure is it um is it the community you live in? Like like you, if you live in Oakland, you might experience this differently than if you live in Topeka, Kansas. I just want to know, what, 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 what do you think? what's your cage? What's holding you in? And does it feel like you have a chance to get out? I'd love to know the answer to that. Um, and then finally, uh, listen, you know, we're just a couple of rats. We're all just rats in a cage at this point. I'm subject to the shocks. You are. This is a way that we see it so we can get out of it and get past it. And uh, my model, again, education you have to know what's happening you need appropriate context that's my gift in life is to bring that to you because i'm particularly good at adding things up and connecting dots and then using words in a way that that people can hear but you need that education whatever your source is or sources are fantastic Two. You need to take action on that stuff immediately so information without action is usually just upsetting in some critical way and then three you got to surround yourself with other people who aren't nuts not part of a cult aren't busy handing out kool-aid you need to surround yourself with the other people in the story who also see it and are going to make the most of it because no matter what happens there's always gonna be an economy. Humans are always gonna need to trade with each other to specialize to some degree. I don't care what happens, right? Right now, go to a supermax prison somewhere, deepest cell block, there's still an economy going on in there. They might not be using dollars or euros or yen, but trust me, there's an economy. Things are bought and sold and exchanged. That's just how humans are. So no matter how bad the economy gets from a statistical dollar-based, yen-based, euro-based government standpoint, there's always gonna be opportunity. There's always gonna be people with needs. And so to get there, you gotta find the other people who see it that way. And right now you could do worse than just be around people who aren't at least stone dead and sane and crazy or shocked or violent or angry because they don't understand where the shocks are coming from. All right, that's what I wanted to bring for you today. Again, if you wanna come in, if you haven't been a subscriber, you should try out uh, what is that truth23 that's our code on checkout try out truth23 they'll get you 20 percent off and you just try us out doesn't work out no harm no foul but for all of my members who are already uh, paying members come on by we're going to be talking about this This is i put a lot into this presentation all right see you next time everyone enjoy bye-bye